evening. You're listening to K Tahoe. It's time for The Bright Side with Alexis Robin. Good evening and happy Monday. It's a blustery, snowy day in Tahoe, and we're loving it. Yeah, I like weather. I do too, so we are loving it. And today we are talking about 15 ways to lead and live, lead and live with love and kindness. So um, talking about, you know, making the world a better place one day at a time, one act at a time, one person at a time. So um, not a policy change, not a giant movement, just each and every single one of us doing a little bit more kindness, giving a little bit more love to uh, eventually make the world a better place. Sounds good. Yeah, so 15 reasons. We'll buzz through these. Uh, First one is to use your manners, right? So this is a basic. And, you know, sometimes we forget the basic please and thank you. And it starts at home, folks. You know, it is um, it is definitely, I would encourage you to be using your manners more with the people who you love. And sometimes we forget with those close to us. We try to kind of, you know, oh, can you get me a Kleenex, would you? You know, we forget to say, oh, could you please bring me a Kleenex? Or, oh, would you please get me a glass of water? And... I Just some manners. It, it's really important for manners, and especially when you're modeling for the kids, mm-hmm. um, to use the manners with each other and to use manners with your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, could you please put your dishes in the sink? Could you please pick up your dirty socks from, from the living room? And watch you know? the tone while you say it. Yeah, thank you for, <laughs> you know, for channeling your frustration in a way that's positive. Or, um, you know, thanks for bringing me my jacket or what have you. I mean, just those little things really add up. And um, and it's an important thing to do. So using your manners. In stores right now, people are working like dogs, getting ready for the holiday season. Everybody's rushing at the last minute trying to get stuff. And if you're not, we are proud of you. <laughs> we emulate Good you. Good job. Um, but most people are out there rushing around. And it's so easy to forget the basic stuff because we're caught up in our own world of how busy we are. You know, make sure you're saying thank you when somebody holds a door open for you or when a cashier cashes you out, even if they're grumpy. Because they might be. They might be on their 7th or 13th day. You don't know their story. Um, just say thank you. Or, excuse me, could you please show me where the uh, where the pumpkin is instead of, where's the pumpkin? You, you know, the basics. Use your manners. Number one, way to lead and live with love mm-hmm. and kindness. Number two is to be patient. Patience. Patience is a virtue, as they say. And... Out in on the streets, in the school parking lots, uh, in the traffic, right? I know up here in Tahoe, there's a lot of slush and rain and snow, and I'm sure in our um, friendly neighborhoods in the Bay Area, there's a ton of rain and people are hustling and bustling. Be patient. Be patient, and it does. It's funny. I don't know if it happens to you, but it happens to me. There just seems to be days that are worse than others for no particular reason. Friday was one of those days. Everywhere I went, someone felt the need to blow through a stop sign or pull out from a parking lot, even though I'll hear them coming, and they had plenty, you know, if they just waited for me to pass, there's no one behind me. But enough to where I had to either hit my brakes pretty good to not hit them or switch lanes which is scary when it is it just it happened continually down the highway and it was just you know by about the fourth one i kind of was laughing right going what is what's like a magnet on my car or something that's sucking them out (laughs) out in front of me (laughs) yeah so be patient and same thing when you're standing in line at the post office on saturday and you've got all your stuff and there's you know eight people in front of you be patient. Find something to do. If you don't know what to do, think about what you're grateful for while you're standing there in line. Um, you know, chit-chat with the person behind you. Take a few minutes to take some deep breaths and just 
have a moment to not be talking. If you're in the grocery store, read those magazines that you would never buy, but you love to read. Totally. Oh, I love the bad, those like people (laughs) magazines, us, all the gossip that I don't care about, but it's kind of People we don't know. People we don't know. know. So, um, so be patient with people. Uh, number three is to do random acts of kindness. (coughs) Now this got a lot of hype a few years back this whole idea of random acts of kindness. And um, they don't have to be big. I'm not saying go buy, you know, flowers and sneak them into somebody's desk and, like, run away and <laughs> don't leave a card. Leave $100 bills laying around or something like that. Yeah, that'd, no. be, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd but be sometimes nice. a random act of kindness is just holding the door open for somebody. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's smiling at someone um, as you walk by. It is, um, you know, it's saying something nice to somebody. It's buying the person's coffee that's in, you know, behind you in line or it is um it's by paying for a toll as you go through, which is really exciting. If you're incredibly affluent and you're really feeling the love this holiday season, buy someone's lift ticket. How would that be? You walk up to the window and they say, "Oh, that gentleman who was here before you paid for your lift ticket." I mean, wow. That'd be amazing. Talk about making someone's day. Um, that would be awesome. So, um, but do, you know, buy a cocoa for someone who looks cold. Um, one thing that uh, I, my kids often see people, we don't have a lot of homeless people in Tahoe, but there are people who stand out with signs and, you know, begging for money. And it's always kind of a fine line because you wonder, we donate to the soup kitchen as a way to give back to people who are hungry. And, but it is kind of hard to drive by and not give, um, but you just never know where that money goes. And mm-hmm. so something a friend, my friend Michelle told me that she does, which I thought was a really neat idea, is she actually buys gift certificates for $10 at McDonald's. Uh-huh. And she gives those to people who are on the side of the road with a sign asking for money because what it does is if they truly are hungry and homeless, then they get to go inside. They feel respected because they actually have money to spend. They can sit inside a warm, cozy place Mm -hmm. for an hour and eat their food and then you don't have to worry that it's going somewhere like drugs or alcohol and so um so if you're looking for a way to um to give back to those folks but you're just kind of not sure where it's going to go um these gift certificates are a great idea that's a great yep i mean even five bucks at starbucks i mean Mm -hmm. they starbucks now sells those little packs it's like a 25 dollar pack and they're all five dollar that you could rip out coupons nice they're adorable so you could do that um so do random acts of kindness. Uh, number four, in terms, of, we're talking about the 15 ways to live and lead with love and kindness. And if you're just joining us for the first time, this is Alexis Robin. I'm a local life and business coach, and I'm here with my friend Jennifer Scanio, KTHO Radio. Uh, we do this every Monday at 5:15. So number four, uh, start by being kind to yourself. That's a hard one. It is a hard one. We talked about this last week, in fact, um, how to how to put yourself first and why that's the most important thing to do uh, for all of those people around you. And putting yourself first and being kind to yourself um, helps you to be more compassionate to others. Mm-hmm. And when you're beating yourself up, you're really not doing anyone any favors, especially not yourself. <laughs> I think you're too preoccupied to be helping anybody. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, it's kind of like love. If you don't love yourself, it's very hard to truly love others and so um so start with yourself be kind to yourself and um and that will lead you to be kind to others Um, number five support your kids in what they want to do not what you think they should be doing so if your kids want to do gymnastics but you really think that 
karate is the thing for them, you know, they might really want to do gymnastics. And um, it's important to support our kids in what they want to do. And I think a lot of times we get caught up as parents trying to do the right thing or trying to, you know, get our kids on the right path. And we forget to listen to what they actually want to do. Yeah. And this isn't just for activities. I mean, this is about sleepovers and you know, um, having their friends for play dates and what they want to eat. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying like make a special meal for your kids each night. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, asking them, what would you like for dinner? And then they tell you, and then you say, oh no, we're not going to have that. It's <laughs> oh, a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. It's like, don't ask if you don't, if you're not going to do what I say, unless of course they ask for ice cream for dinner and then, you know, give them some, some boundaries, but, but really let them lead the life they want. I mean, there are kids all the time that, you know, little boys who want to go to dance and it's like, nope, you can't go to dance. You got to play football. Guess what? They might be the greatest dancer ever. Could be the next Mikhail Baryshnikov. They could be the next Mikhail Baryshnikov. Um, but you know, let them, let your kids follow their own passion. If they want to do art all day long, it's why not? Why not let them do some art? Why not create that and fuel their passion? Even if you don't think that it's a way to get to the White House by doing art all day long, you know, let them follow their strengths. This is a, um, you'll start to see little people's strengths emerging, um, you know, five, 10 years old, 12 years old, you really start to see what they love to do. And you want to pay attention to that. You know, that's an interesting thing because, um, I was reading something about that. We spend more time, and this was more from maybe a curriculum standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, but we spend more time trying to um, make our children stronger at things that they're not strong at and less time letting them grow in what they are good at. Right. And so we... You know, they never get to where, uh, you know, we use math for an example. Maybe right. they're not real strong in math, but we're, you know, they're going to go to calculus, darn it. We're going right. to, instead of just having them get to where, you know, the functionality be. of you know, where people need to be. But we will just, you know, work and work and hours and hours and hours where maybe they are a fantastic writer, creative, right. and, and they could write beautifully. And we don't let them spend time on on doing that right and that's um that's very interesting actually that's uh what you're what you're talking about is very true and uh in fact i have a friend whose daughter was taking the sats a couple years ago and she was working really hard on the math component because it wasn't her area of strength and her mom is a coach and she does she teaches strength-based leadership and she said to her daughter she said georgie just focus on what you know do the best that you can on the english and see what happens with the math you know, just study for what you know. She ended up being the top, like something like the top 3% in English scores mm-hmm. for the entire country. Mm-hmm. And she, her math score was decent, but it wasn't great. Yeah. But she was noticed by schools because she had such a high score on the English side versus had she studied the whole time for math, she probably would have had mediocre scores on both. And guessing that she probably didn't want to be a statistician or go into engineering or anything, she probably... Right, exactly. So, um, so support your kids and what they want to do, not what you think is best for them all the time, you know. And use your sense, common sense with this. Obviously, yeah. if they want to go jump off a cliff, you know, maybe well, you yeah. step in. But yeah. I'm talking about you know, their passions and yeah. life. Okay, number six: smile at people. This is so easy. It costs you no money. It really takes very little energy. In fact, it will energize you to and do it. And it takes muscle, so you burn more calories. Oh, when you and you're burning calories. So have yeah. another cookie. All right. Yes, have another cookie. There's some good ones here at the station. Um, But I I was at church this weekend. I smiled at a a gentleman who looked kind of 
intense and severe. And I just came a great big grin. I don't know why, just because. And he looked back at me and he smiled and his whole face lit up. And I just thought, that's so awesome. Like, this guy has this beautiful smile, and I would have never known it had I yeah. not smiled at him. So if, you, if you're walking past somebody, give him a big smile. That's going to hurt, you know? Good way to live and lead with love and kindness. All right, number seven, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Give a little respect. This is the one thing that I spoke to uh, some school teachers this year, and they said one of the biggest problems is that children just don't respect their elders anymore. And... Personally, I'd like to blame it on a lot of the TV shows because there's a lot of TV shows that have disrespectful you know, kids, but then there's as many that don't. So You know, we talked, I think, talked about this once because it's one of the, the hidden bad boys out there is the Disney Channel where they have those little shows, and if you really do listen to what they're saying, every single one of them, pretty, I can't even think of one that doesn't, the parents are kind of the fall guy, the buffoon, the, you yeah. know, the kids are the smart ones. These guys are, you know, morons. And Yeah, and I um, and I, I find that also in, um, with Cartoon Network. And it's, you know, so just pay attention to what your kids watch and, um, and model a respectful relationship. Because the thing is, is that um, respect is, is the single most important thing, I think, that we can do for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about what that means for you and talk to your families and talk to your spouse and your friends and your relatives about what does respect mean to you and what do you think, um, what do you think that looks like mm-hmm. and, um, and model it. Because if we're not teaching our children respect, I mean, things will continue to spiral downward. And if we want to spiral upward, we start with respect, in my opinion. We, yeah, and it's, you know, it can be even small things. One thing, because it is, it's a huge, I mean, it's been a problem in our house, just, you know, just those influences and everyone's so casual now. And we really have worked with our kids to, you know, until they're told otherwise, you know, it's Mr. or Mrs. Smith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and most people, you know, and I guess, unfortunately, most people will come back, oh, just call me Mary, you know. Right. And so it's it's a hard balance. But, right. I, you know, I still, until I hear them say, say it, it's, you know, I, you know, a, a dad held the door open at church for Jillian or it was locked and she had to get in for her little job. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I made a comment when I picked her up, uh, you know, I waited to make sure she got in and she's like, why were you sitting there in the car? Well, I'm not just going to leave you in a parking <laughs> right. lot. Yes, it's our church, but I'm not leaving you in a parking lot. Right. I said, you know, but I saw, you know, Mr. Anderson came and opened the door for you, someone who I knew. Right. I didn't leave her with them. And, you know, and even though she may call him by his first name, I don't know if he's told her that or not, right. but I'm going to address him as that. Interesting. Until so, she, you know. Good way to show respect is to use last names. And if you're somebody who's casual and you prefer first, that's fine. Just like Jen says, I mean, start with the last name if they say oh please call me bob then go with bob yeah but at least you have permission so it's um but being respectful letting people finish their sentences when they're speaking um not you know not making smart comments or you know sassy things i always tell my kids don't sass me (laughs) so they're probably trying to be funny (laughs) but a lot of times you can ask people what does that look what does respect look like to you because it's very different for all different people And that'll help you get an understanding. All right, number eight in our 15 ways to live and lead with love and kindness is to help an elder or a parent with children. So you've all seen them. You've been at the malls. (laughs) You've seen the mom with her double stroller and kids hanging off everywhere and bags falling out of it. You've seen 
that, talk, you sound like you've been there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, you've seen the little old lady who is struggling to open the heavy door. You've seen um, the gentleman who's frustrated because, you know, he has to stand there in line. And, and he's tired. And it's hard for him to stand in a long line. So, you know, let somebody go in front of you. Help out an elder. Help out... Um, a child or a parent with a child uh, and helping them out might even be just not sneering at them when their kids yelling in line <laughs> or impatient you know yeah we had that experience at dinner the other night there was a young couple very young couple had a little uh, probably not even one years old yet little guy in the in this little um bucket high chair oh yeah at the restaurant and and he started out kind of uh not happy surly <clears throat> not happy to be there and i didn't really i didn't say anything i mean internally i'm like oh, okay <laughs> this is right. gonna be a long you know right right but you know at the same time you understand here they are but I, i'll tell you these are the cutest little couple because the dad had like this panda bear and is putting it on his head and, oh, he's and they really everything. did darling little boy and um and they pulled it together but you don't i mean you got to remember how it was yeah you know they're just out there it wasn't like we were at friday station or somewhere you know we were you know at a kind of more of a diner type thing right they want to get out and have dinner and probably can't afford a babysitter or maybe they want their child with them yeah yeah definitely it is hard to even find a good babysitter half the time i mean these kids are busy i had to call four babysitters to find one last weekend before we got one who didn't have social plans. So, all right, number nine, laugh at people's jokes. People <laughs> tell a joke, <laughs> you know, laugh at it. What do you, I mean, why not? Laugh at kids' jokes. They tell you the funniest things. Why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? I mean, they just think it's hilarious. And when you're like, oh, that's funny, you know, laugh at people's jokes. Allow yourself to relax a little bit and enjoy that. All right, number 10, when you, um, when you ask people how they are, stick around to hear the answer, right? It's always good. That's, I mean, so many of us were like, how's it going? And then we just tune out. If you're going to ask somebody how they're doing, then stick around for the answer and listen. And listen to what they say and respond. You can actively, constructively respond by saying, you know, I'll say to Jen, how are you doing, Jen? I'm doing great. You're doing great. That must feel good. Monday morning to be doing great. She just got a. She just had a hot cup of coffee to hand delivered to her. Yeah, I'm doing really oh, great. I'm really like great. If I was on my you. desk, coffee in my hand. I know. I've got a little jealous. Uh, all right. So number eleven. If you have two coats, share one with someone who doesn't. That's right. Right. And this is kind of a metaphor here. I'm not, you know, just talking about coats, but a lot of us have a lot of things and we're very, very comfortable and we could afford to share. And um, I heard something this weekend that really stuck with me and it, um, ba- the basic sentiment was to comfort the disturbed and to disturb the comfortable. And many of us were sitting at home in our cozy houses with our cupboards full of food and our closets stuffed full of 15 different jackets to wear on every different occasion. And there are people out there who have nothing. And if you could give a little bit more, then you could really change somebody's day. You could mm-hmm. really change somebody's life and their experience. And so um, so disturb your comfort zone a little bit and try to give just a little bit more. And it doesn't have to be money. It can be something that you haven't worn in the last two winters and you keep unpacking it and repacking it. It's probably time to just let it go to somebody who really needs it. Mm-hmm. Right? 
All right, number 12 on how to live and lead with love and kindness is to give a little more than usual. So this kind of ties into what we were just talking about, but try just a little bit more. If you're used to giving a couple cans, you know, go for go down to Costco and get a whole flat of cans of soup to donate to your kid's school. Or if you're used to adopting one kid from the holiday tree to bring a present for, you know, adopt two. Or get something really cool. My mom was, in fact, uh, shopping for a teenager that she had adopted. And I was on the phone with her. And she said, oh, she said, uh, I found these really cute jeans. And they're skinny jeans and blah, blah, blah. And she said, they're great. And she goes, oh, and here's a pair of turquoise ones. And, oh, they're cheaper. And she said, which one do you think I should get? And I said, which is the cuter one? You know, and she said, definitely the denim. And I said, well, get that one then. She goes, yeah, you're right. You know, so it's like just give a little bit more because I think we – you know, we give enough to where we're still comfortable, but really try to push yourself to that next edge where you can give just a little bit more than you have. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it to give, it's okay. Yeah. Someone else can step up for you because you're not in that comfort zone. Yeah. And that's all right. We're not asking you to give. Yeah. Right? We're asking, We're asking the rest you to give all of your us. money away. So, um, number 13, presume positive intention. I love this. I was taught this phrase by one of the um, elementary school psychologists at Sierra House. Um, and he, sa- he said this to the group of us when I was teaching them, doing some um, educational workshops with them. And I thought, what a beautiful thing to say. Presume positive intention. And, you know, he's right. Most people do not set out to ruin your day. Most people do not set out to cut you off in traffic because they're mean. They just didn't look over their shoulder. Most people don't try to snake your parking spot because they want to hurt your feelings. You know, people are generally thinking about themselves, not others. So when we start making it about us all the time, we start thinking, oh, they're just, you well, know. I think it also puts us in that same mindset yeah. that we're not liking. Because you're yeah. right, it's these people, it's they're thinking of themselves. And when we start thinking it's personal, then we are thinking about ourselves. Right. And so presume positive intention. If somebody's rushing down the road instead of presuming that they're, you know, some unruly driver, maybe they're really in a hurry to say goodbye to somebody who's very sick. Or maybe they're um, rushing to fulfill a commitment to their kid that they promised they wouldn't be late for and couldn't get out of work. I mean, we just don't know other people's stories. So presume positive intention and not just for the holidays, all year round. You'll find that you're in a much better mood for it. <laughs> Promise. All right, number 14. This one's from Arno is to increase tolerance for other people's points of view. Um, best way to practice this is go hang out with somebody with different political views than yourself and then resist the urge to shove your ideas down their throat. <laughs> so, um, so when people talk about things and you don't agree, instead of immediately going on the defensive, try to understand their position. Try to listen to what they say. You know, we've got different cultures. We're so lucky to have such a diverse society that, you know, people shop differently. People stand in line differently. People speak at different levels of sound. I mean, some people are really loud and boisterous, and some people are really quiet and meek. And it's very easy to, you know, point fingers and make judgments and, oh, they're so loud, you know, or, oh, it's so obnoxious. And try to increase your tolerance because not everybody is like you, and thank goodness, Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. thank goodness they're not all like me because be a bunch of really bossy people. <laughs> not really, but sometimes. So um, increase your tolerance for other points of view. And last but not least, here on the bright side today, um, number 15 of the 15 ways to live and lead with love and kindness is to believe in a good world. 
and to believe that there is good out there. And we all know that there's evil out there. We all know that there's bad in the world. And all you have to do is turn on the news to find it nightly, hourly. I mean, it's we sensationalize everything bad. And, you know, it can really lead us to believe that it's a bad world, that there are bad people everywhere, and it's all going you know, downhill. But the reality is, is that for every bad thing you hear on the news, there are some really wonderful things going on that get zero coverage. Yeah. And we need to look for those and we need to to call for those and call to action to the media and to TV and, and say, Hey, we want to hear about what's right in the world. We want to hear what's good. And it's not burying your head in the sand and never looking at what's bad in the world, but it's also not burying your head in the sand and only looking at what's bad in the world. You've got to look for good and you got to see it, even if it's someone holding the door for someone else, even if it's somebody letting an elderly person in front of them in line, even if it's somebody smiling at someone else, even if it's somebody bringing a hot cup of coffee to your friend on a cold winter's day, you got to look for the good in the world because you, once you start looking for it, you'll be surprised at how much of it exists. Yeah. And that is what I will leave you with today. Well, thank you very much. So happy holidays. We'll um, be back on Christmas Eve for a quick little show with the kids. It should be fun and festive. And uh, we are... um, you can find us online at nourishlifecoaching.com. There's also a Facebook page, Nourish Life and Business Coaching. And if you're looking for that last-minute stocking stuffer, you can find Petite Whispers at our very own Guyalicious or at Made in Tahoe or Lake Tahoe Holiday Shop. Fifteen little tiny cards with positive uh, little sayings on the back to give you time to reflect. So check out petitewhispers.com if you want to know more. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jen. We'll see you next week. Same same place, same Same time. time, Same place. (laughs) You're listening to Kate Tahoe. It's been The Bright Side with Alexis Robin.